Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Earlier, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and I remembered back when I started exploring all this a couple of years ago, how some of the terms that I was reading had always seemed foreign to me. In fact, throughout the years, anytime I would hear anybody, some teacher or guru on television, on Oprah, or uh, an author in the self-help section at the bookstore, and anytime I'd hear or see the words like awareness and consciousness and things like that, it would just turn me off because I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't want to understand it. And it's not like they're complicated words, but that's how it was for me. It just, that kind of thing turned me off back when I was really deep in, uh, in church. I would see those words and I would think, oh, new age, that's the devil. So I wanted to talk about it uh, in very simple terms today. The way I first discovered it, listening to Neville Goddard, and what really turned me on to what I really liked about his teaching was using the word imagination. And that's something we can all understand. So I'm going to use it in those terms, not without getting into, you know, awareness of being and what you're conscious of being. I'll try not to. Those words may pop up, but I'm going to make this as simple as possible. And regardless of what your religious views are, I think this will work for you. So anyway, okay, so I believe and I know from experience that what I imagine myself to be is what I experience. What I'm experiencing in the outside world, the seemingly separate outside world, is what I'm already experiencing within me. To change what I'm experiencing outside, I must change what I'm experiencing inside, what I'm imagining of myself. Like I mentioned in the last episode, what's my concept of self and the world in general? What's, what's going on? What am I, uh, how do I see myself and in relation to the rest of the world? And there's so many techniques and things out there online, and I've talked about a bunch of ways, you know, subscribe to notes from the universe to help get you going, write affirmations, all these little things to do. But in my experience, all of them lead to the crucial part, and that's actually believing that whatever it is that you want is what you're experiencing already, that you have it. So it comes down to what the Bible says is faith, that knowingness. So, and the, the simplest way to get to that part for me is to, when I have a desire, whatever it is, seemingly small desires to get, you know, get through home, get home through traffic quickly. Uh, like I talked about last week or earlier, was it last weekend? You know, making the round trip to uh, out of town to the seamstress and back in less than an hour when it should have been an hour and a half or so or something like that. You know, little things like that are seemingly big things like financial freedom or health or love, marriage, 
we all have our things and each one of us sees things as more difficult, bigger or smaller when really there is nothing big or small. We imagine mass. We imagine something is harder than, is bigger, more massive than other things. But anyway, regard, regardless of what it is I want, when that desire comes up, instead of dwelling on, oh, that would be nice, I ask myself, what would the feeling be like if I already had that? And of course, that's not a new idea. That, I got that question from Neville. He talks about it all the time. How would I feel if I were already that? How would I feel if I were that right now? Not next week. How am I going to feel when this happens? No, because that continually uh, keeps it ahead of me. I'm imagining I, I'm still focusing on not having it, and one day I will have it. So the simplest thing for me is to answer that question. How would I feel if I were that already? And that feeling that comes up in response to my question is me moving into that state, that new state of being, into the me actually being that new person or experiencing that thing that I want. And so that's what I'm after, that feeling, whether I'm creating an imaginal scene uh, or writing something down, whatever I'm doing, if I'm, I'm going after that feeling of my desire already fulfilled and I'm already being that. And I like to explore that, not all the time, but sometimes I'd like to sit down and think about it. Like, let's just take, for example, wealth or financial freedom. I say wealth, some people, you know, that it means every word means something different to each one of us. What I think of financial freedom might be not be anything at all what you're thinking of. So whatever your desire is, and just this example, we're using wealth. So I, exploring that, I think, okay, what, what does wealth mean to me? Does wealth mean, is what I'm after a number in the bank? Is that make is that what's going to make me feel wealthy? Is that the state I'm after, or is the number just a symbol of reflecting that wealthy state? You can imagine having a bunch of money and coming into a windfall. You know, win the lottery, win a lawsuit. You know, your great uncle Jim passed away, and you had no idea he was a billionaire, and he left you a bunch of money. But if you're still living in a state of lack, that number in the bank account will dwindle quickly. I've seen it happen in my own life where I've come into a bunch of money, but I was still dwelling in this feeling, this state of being of lack. And my grip was so tight on that money. The stress was crazy. Like, oh, it's going to disappear. I got to watch every penny. And sure enough, it disappears because I never moved into that state of being wealthy. So anyway, back to the questions. Is it a number in the bank? For me, being wealthy means being able to go do activities, do things. Travel, maybe not travel, maybe spend more time at home on my brand new recliner 
watching my big screen TV? What would I be doing if I were at that level of wealth that, at which I'm comfortable? So each one of us has different things that we know we would be doing. And be honest, uh, for me, uh, I do, you know, traveling is fun, but, you know, and I hear people talk about, if I'm rich, then I'll travel the world. I'll just be on the road all the time. Well, I don't want to do that. I do want, you know, I love traveling and taking trips and visiting places, but I also love being at home. I love home. So feeling financially comfortable for you might just be a feeling of being able to relax on the couch, just chill out with a glass of iced tea or a gin and tonic. For me, the reason I explore these states and, you know, I think about what would I actually be doing? How would I be reacting and behaving? What, how would I see life if I'm dwelling in that state? And for me, it clarifies. You know, if I just imagine, you know, I want to imagine I'm rich, I'm rich. But for me, I need to, I want to define that. What do I mean by that? You know, is a million dollars rich or, you know, is a hundred dollars rich? I'm not saying to come up, you have to come up with, with specific numbers. I'm after that feeling, that feeling inside of being that new state. So that was just asking myself questions like that. It's just a way for me to ex explore it, define it for myself. You might have other questions and totally different answers. I'm still after that feeling. And it comes back to, even after exploring that state and thinking about, well, how would I behave? How would I react? Would my Sunday mornings be different? Or would my Monday mornings be different if I was financially free? If I didn't have anxiety of paying the bills? Would the 15th of the month feel different? Or whatever day, you know, everybody's got those dates in their mind. Oh, I know that bill's due then. I know it was like that for me. Like, oh, I used to be, I, I didn't even want to look at my calendar on my phone because I knew which, you know, because my calendar has highlighted which days, which bills are due. <laughs> I didn't even want to look at it. Don't, I don't want to see it. <laughs> How would I feel if I were already that, if I were already financially free, if I were already healthy? And once I've captured that feeling, I know what it feels like as I've answered that question within me. <sighs> and I go on throughout the day and the night bringing up that feeling again. Anytime I notice my reactions are contrary to that new state of being, what I've imagined myself to be, I go back into imagination and bring up that same feeling that I had when I first asked that question. When I first answered, how would I feel if I were that? Oh, that feeling. That's what I bring up. And it does, it's not work. It just takes noticing. Being cool with noticing my reactions and how I, what my thoughts that pop up when somebody says something that in the past would have triggered all kinds of negative emotions and feelings about money or health or love. 
I used to judge myself and beat myself up about it. That doesn't do any good. That just adheres that old state back to you. In fact, there's a quote of Neville's that I want to read. It's from, your faith is your fortune. And this is great. <clears throat> to turn your attention from that which you are aware of being is to decapitate that body. But just as a chicken or a snake continues to jump and throb for a while after its head has been removed, likewise, qualities and conditions appear to live for a while after your attention has been taken from them. They appear to live for a while. Man, not knowing this law of consciousness, constantly gives thought to his previous habitual conditions and through being attentive to them, places upon them, these he dead bodies, the eternal head of creation. Thereby he reanimates and re-resurrects them. I'll read that last part again. Man, not knowing this law of consciousness, constantly gives thought to his previous habitual conditions and through being attentive to them, places upon these dead bodies the eternal head of creation. Thereby, he reanimates and re-resurrects them. So, you know, throughout the day, that's when you're having those thoughts, even though you've already imagined what it would be like, how I would feel to be this new person, to have this or that. So you know that feeling. You've already created that or brought it up in imagination. And you did move right then. You moved into that new state. But throughout the day, you know, the dead chicken body in the, or the snake carcass is going to, might start flip-flopping around, you know, running around, well, running around like a chicken with its head cut off. And the key there is to don't give meaning to that. You can notice it. In fact, you should notice it. It's, that's the best way of, of getting past it. Notice your reaction. Notice the thing said that remind you, you're still broke, you're still broke. Look at it and know that that's the decapitated body of your old state. That's the old you. It's still just twitching around. It doesn't have power over you. You've already moved and decapitated the old state, the old way of thinking and feeling. So don't worry about it. Notice it. And if you feel like, you know, you feel some tension, you feel some ugh inside, you know what I'm talking about, that feeling of, oh, crap, I'm not doing this right. <laughs> That's okay. I've had so many days like that. Oh, my God. Some days were I felt like I was dwelling in my state, the desired state of my wish fulfilled, maybe for an instant. And the rest of the day, I was observing and reacting to the chicken body running around. And I was, the more attention I gave it, I just stuck the head right back on it. Come on back. Come on back, old man. Old way of thinking. The Bible talks about burying the old man and put away the old conversation. That's what we're talking about here. Letting that drop. So you continue to Im go in imagination anytime. And even when you're not, hearing things that are contrary 
or even when you're not feeling that ick feeling inside. Just enjoy dwelling in imagination. Enjoy enjoy dwelling in that ah, this uh, new state that you've imagined yourself into. You're seeing the world differently now. You'll notice that when you're in that, you bring up those feelings and you feel that ah, that sense of release inside you and your your shoulders are relaxed more and you feel full of energy and you're ready you know you're looking on the the world and seeing things so differently and then the old pattern pops up something comes up later throughout the day that's okay i see it i'm letting it go get back into imagination and bring up that same feeling you had when you first moved into that new state of being If you're, you know, one way, one good way of knowing if, if you're not paying attention to your reactions and what you're feeling, just start looking at your Facebook posts. That's a, that's a good one. Just look how many times are you, you know, reaming the president? Are you anti-Trump or anti-Democrat? What are you spewing out there, you know? Is it hate? Is it nasty stuff? I don't see how anything hateful posted can be helpful to the person posting it. Even if, let's say, even if you don't care to dwell in a state of love, to be love, but you're still you know, posting judgmental things and harsh things about anybody. I just picked the president because I saw a lot of posts recently uh, in my feed, I've seen stuff, you know, people posting very negative stuff about the Democrats, about Trump. The only thing to do is ask yourself, what am I imagining about myself? What is my concept of self if I'm still spewing the hate? Nancy Pelosi is just like you, just like me. Her I amness is the same as my I amness. I am conscious. Oh, I'm doing it now. Awareness and consciousness. I'm conscious of being Mike. Awareness of being is conscious of being Nancy Pelosi. Same as Trump. He's just in a state. Not to be judged. The judgment and the hate, don't, they, they do nothing for the person you're hating and judging. If you've been listening to my podcasts, and you know that, or if you've been reading Neville Goddard or listening to other podcasts similar to this, you know that letting the hate vomit out of your mouth is not helping anybody. It's just showing, it's a good way to... Check yourself out to see what you're imagining about yourself. And what about health? You're imagining a state of health. I am healthy. I feel healthy. I'm healed. But then you're freaking the hell out about the coronavirus. <laughs> I have somebody in my family that texts me in the middle of the night some nights to looking up with statistics about how many more people have caught the coronavirus and how many people have died from it, how contagious it is. 
And I've had two different people in the last uh, 24 hours talk to me about how bad the flu is and their concerns over catching the flu, regular flu, just influenza. <laughs> no, I know it can feel awful. I'm not making fun of it. But if you're in this dwelling in this state of health, but then it's scared of every virus that comes floating by, you know, or checking the stats on the Centers for Disease Control website about who else is dying from the flu or monkeypox. Are you living in the state of health? Are you dwelling in that state? Are you really being health? For me, it's either this works for everything or it does not work at all. It doesn't, I don't, you know, for me, it doesn't it mean I can imagine some things, but then other things are just set in stone. I could get the flu and then pneumonia and die. I can get cancer. All the gin and tonic I drink is going to give me liver disease. But I can imagine happy days or sunshine. You know, it's either going to be, it's either all the way or none of the way. So, if you really believe that imagining creates reality, what you're imagining yourself to be is what you experience in life, then wouldn't that show up in your Facebook feed or what you're liking on social media, what you're doing? As far as affirmations go, writing an affirmation for me to try to make myself become something doesn't do anything if I don't get to that feeling of, I am that already. Now, and from that point, when I'm dwelling in that new state that I've imagined myself to be, I am that I am. I am that. Then what I say with my mouth and what I post on Facebook and things I do, those affirm what I'm already being. What I you know, the words that come out of my mouth, my mouth aren't what create my circumstances. It's what I'm feeling inside, what I'm being, what I'm imagining myself to be. Then my words affirm what I'm being already. If you're in a wealthy state, you, know, you want to feel wealthy. I am wealthy. You've done all that. You've created a wonderful, imaginal scene put yourself first person, present tense experience, you're in that scene, or you've just assumed that feeling. How would I feel if I were wealthy? But then you go on a tangent against the, the government for the taxes and just rip and roar about how the government's out to get us. If you're f truly financially free, would you be worried about paying taxes or would you be fine with paying taxes? It wouldn't be something to rant about. Not saying you can't, you know, yeah, they sure do take a lot. But that feeling, that bitterness, that, ugh, I don't make enough. Why are they taking more? There's a difference there. If you were truly dwelling in this state of health, would you be worried about the flu? I've I still get sick. I've gotten sick, but I, I don't I don't blame the the bug. I don't blame bacteria. If if you knew how many viruses and uh, 
different types of bacteria you came in contact every day, you know, you came in contact with every day that are on your body right now, you would freak out if you were, if you truly believed that all of those things cause the illness, you would be, you would, you know, get under a scalding hot shower to disinfect your body because you've got it all over you. We're always in contact with stuff. So if they truly were that dangerous in and of themselves, then a lot more of us would be dead already. If you put, give power to the virus or you give power, your power away to the government, that's on you. And when I get sick, I know it's on me. I got sick uh, a couple of months ago. It was awful. Couldn't breathe. But I, I didn't blame anything. I knew where it came from. My own imagination. So what are you imagining up for yourself today? Don't just pick one thing. Always just continue to dwell in imagination. Live in it. Anytime you have a desire, anything, anything, just at that moment, whether you're driving your car or on the toilet, <laughs> just ask yourself, how would that feel if I were that? Or just go straight to having the desire, accepting that you are the one cause, that you are the operant power here. And that you know that if you decide, assume that it's done, that it will be done. How cool is that? You go straight to, you go move directly into this new state of being by assuming it's done. And continuing to dwell in that new state. All right, guys. Shoot me an email, give me your stories, share with me what's going on with you. If I'd love to share your experiences on an episode. So if you have some cool things, uh, even if you think they're not cool, share them with me anyway, because this is fun. We're all imagination. So everything we experience throughout the day comes from within us. All of your assumptions, everything you imagine to be true is what you're experiencing. So there's nothing silly or stupid or small. I want to hear all the good stuff and the and the things you maybe you failed at. I've I've bombed so many times at this. It, <laughs> oh man. But the cool thing is we've we're you know, we're eternal. It's not like we're going anywhere. Even if we shed this body, that's cool. I have no fear of death. I have no fear of not getting done the things I want to do. Like, I want to do this and this and this. I want to experience this. But if I were to drop dead tomorrow, I'm not worried about that. I'm still going to experience this, this, and this. It just won't be, you know, in this lovely garment of Mike Brignac <laughs> at this point in time. All right, guys. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.